G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Fear, it turns out, does one of two things. It either causes us to stand and fight or to run away because we have a fight or flight response to it. And when we live with chronic fear, that constant fight or flight response is absolutely debilitating. Now, you'll find the words, do not be afraid, 77 times in the Bible. Do not be afraid. That's easier said than done. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and thanks so much for joining me again on Christianity Works. Today we're continuing with the next message in this series, When the Lion Roars, to look at the power of action, yours and mine. And do stay tuned, because in just a few minutes, I'll be telling you about my free daily devotional, Fresh. It's all about helping you draw closer to Jesus, to become all that he made you to be, and to do all that he created you to do. So yes, we we do live in a crazy, mixed up, often brutal, often confronting world where unspeakable tragedies end up dominating the spirit of the times, or the Zeitgeist, as it's often referred to. In my grandparents' generation, it was World War One and the Great Depression. For my parents, it was World War Two. For my generation, it was the Cold War and potential nuclear holocaust. And for today's generation, it's the terrorism that's changed the way we think, the way we fly, and so many other things about our lives. So on the one hand, we can become despondent about the big picture. And on the other, we try and make ourselves comfortable to the extent that our finances allow, safe, cocooned in luxury for some, as a way of ignoring the the geopolitical dangers that loom as dark clouds on the horizon. Will terror strike close to home? When I fly, will will my plane be blown out of the sky? When will someone next attack my faith in Jesus as being irrelevant or at worst dangerous? See, we can try to ignore these things as much as we want, but they still loom over us and shape our outlook on life. As I said earlier on the program, we can end up feeling like victims. As someone who believes in Jesus, we can end up feeling as though our faith is under attack from all directions. And instead of being more than conquerors, we feel more like losers. And so many of Christians' faith starts to waver. And just as Jesus predicted, people's love grows cold and they fall by the wayside. It's tragic and it's just what the devil always intended. But here's the thing, whatever your circumstances might be, whatever your dark clouds that loom on your horizon or rain on your parade represent, whatever things are attacking your faith in Jesus, you and I know how all this ends. We know that at the end of the day, Jesus wins. At the end of the day, those who believe in Jesus win. At the end of the day, the Lion of Judah will roar. The Lion of Judah is a biblical term that you hear often, but actually... It only appears once 
in the Bible, in Revelation chapter 5. Now, before I share a few bits of that with you, just remember that Revelation is written in picture language. Technically, it's called apocalyptic literature. It wasn't uncommon in the Hebrew culture of old, although we have no direct equivalent in the English language today. So as we turn to the book of Revelation, remember with me that God is talking to us here through word pictures, through a vision that the Apostle John had on the Greek island of Patmos. Have a listen. Revelation chapter 5, verses 1 to 4. Then I saw in the right hand of the one seated on the throne a scroll written on the inside and on the back, sealed with seven seals. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the scroll and break its seals? And no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look into it. And I began to weep bitterly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or to look into it. So here's the picture. John is there at the end of time. Everything is about to be revealed. The end game is about to happen. The end of all of history. The judgment of everybody who's ever lived. The final outcome that God has been working towards for all eternity, even before time began. And he feels that very despair that, in a sense, you and I can end up feeling Christians being beheaded in Iraq, children being slaughtered in Syria, planes being blown out of the sky, our faith under attack from secularism and atheism and, and other religions and all different directions. Blimey, where's my world headed? How, how can I make a difference? How, how can my faith stay strong? How's it all going to end? Will I make it through to, to the end for Jesus? They're all the questions and more that rattle around between our ears and in our hearts. And from time to time, we feel that desperate despair that John felt that made him weep when he had a glimpse at the very end. What's the answer? Who has the power? Well, he gives it to us in the very next breath. Then one of the elders said to me, don't weep. See, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has conquered so that he can open the scroll and its seven seals. Then I saw between the throne and the four living creatures and among the elders a lamb standing as if it had been slaughtered, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits that God sent out into all the earth. He went and took the scroll from the right hand of the one who was seated on the throne. When he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell before the lamb, each holding a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints." They sing a new song. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slaughtered by your blood you ransomed for God's saints from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests serving our God, and they will reign on the earth. Then I looked and I heard a voice of many angels surrounding the throne and the living creatures and the elders. They numbered myriads of myriads, thousands upon thousands, singing with full voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slaughtered to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honour and glory and blessing. Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them to the one who is seated on the throne and to the Lamb be blessing and honour and glory and might forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, Amen, and the elders fell down and worshipped. Do you see this glorious picture that God's painting here for you and me? Jesus, the Lamb of God, who was sacrificed for us, is also the Lion of Judah. 
And at the end of this age, the Lion of Judah will roar. The Lion of Judah is a picture language way of saying the king of the jungle, the one who is at the top of the food chain, the king of kings and the Lord of lords wins. That's how it all ends. I'm Bernie Diamond and you're listening to Christianity Works. The Word of God is alive and active, amen, with the power to transform your life, to help you be all that God made you to be. And that's what the Fresh Daily Devotional is all about. It's completely free, and I'd love to send it to you. Each day, you'll receive a life-changing scripture, together with some words of inspiration, hope, and encouragement from me, delivered right to your inbox, where you can choose to read, listen, or even watch the daily video. It's completely up to you. Remember, God's Word is the power to change. It's fresh for you each day. You can subscribe to receive your free daily devotional at freshdevotional.org or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 to request the printed Fresh Devotional, if that works better for you. Again, that's freshdevotional.org or 1-300-722-415. My prayer is that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through the power of his word. And there is such an incredible power in the word of God, is there not? So let's dive straight back in to see what else he has for us today. share a story with you today, a very personal story about my life and the life of this ministry. A difficult story, a painful story for me, because as we take a look at this out-of-control world in which we live, as we try and apply our faith on the one hand, with, with the terrible things that happen in this life on the other, often they just don't seem to fit together, do they? Jesus promised so much, and yet the world can be so brutal. God has so much love to give. And yet so often we seem to be wandering alone in the wilderness. This faith contradiction slaps us in the face like a cold fish on a daily basis. And so here's what we do with it. Given the apparent conflict between the brutal realities of today and the things that God promises in his word, well, we kind of lean toward believing what today is telling us and we relegate God's word to second or third or fourth or last place. Here's the story. A small bunch of us had this crazy idea that God wanted to use us to produce radio programs for him, to share his love with people all around the world. That was a really super crazy idea because we had no expertise. I come from the IT industry. We had almost no money, almost no people supporting the ministry and no radio stations to take these programs. In fact, we didn't even have any programs yet to take. So we set off on this journey almost exactly 10 years ago to the day with just this childlike faith and a heart to serve God. And amazingly, God honoured that. I don't mean that I'm amazed at God. I'm just amazed that he would take people who knew so little to do something with. As the months and the years slipped by, one day we turned around and, wow, the programs were being heard on about 250 stations in, in 45 countries. That was totally amazing. We kind of felt that God was really with us, that that we must be on the right track. And then, then it happened. With the growth in the reach of these programs came a growth in the cost of the ministry, and we just didn't have the support that we needed. 
Nobody had been paid for a few months. We were struggling to pay our bills. We had a problem with one station broadcasting the programs, which, to cut a long story short, meant a further reduction in our supporter base. And it came to the day where I had to decide whether to continue the ministry or shut it down. It doesn't honour God not to be able to pay your bills. And you just can't keep on going, incurring costs without any prospect of being able to pay the bills. Hey, there are laws against that in Australia, at least. It's called trading while you're insolvent. And our law says that if the directors of an organisation knowingly do that, then they become personally liable for the repayment of the debt. And fair enough. And all that while, our tiny team was working such long, crazy, incredible hours just to try and hold it all together. I felt as CEO that I was being torn apart. On the one hand, God called us into this, and he seemed to be in it. But on the other, right in that dark moment, it felt like he deserted us. It felt like the world was winning, like the devil was winning. And it didn't matter how hard I prayed. All I got back from him was dead silence. Well, you know what they say. If you want to hear God speak, read your Bible. And if you want to hear him speak out loud, read it out aloud. So I read my Bible, and here's the passage that hit me between the eyes. Psalm 99, verses 1 to 5. The Lord is king. Let the peoples tremble. He sits enthroned upon the cherubim. Let the earth quake. The Lord is great in Zion. He is exalted over all the peoples. Let them praise your great and awesome name. Holy is he. Mighty king, lover of justice, You have established equity. You have executed justice and righteousness in Jacob. Extol the Lord your God. Worship at his footstool. Holy is he. What had I forgotten? Why was I so torn up and afraid? Because I had forgotten that my king reigns. Despite what my circumstances screamed at me, despite what some of my advisors whispered to me, despite what my heart said to me, my king reigns. No, he hasn't fallen off his twig. No, he hasn't forgotten me. No, he hasn't cast me aside. Armed with that powerful truth, I went to another one that I come back to time and again, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. And so through God's word, he gave me the faith to believe. That was five years ago, and since then, millions more have heard the good news of Jesus through these radio programs. We know that at such a time as this, we need to stand up and be counted. We know in this darkness, in this desperate world of terrorism, of slavery, of of exploitation, of a growing gap between the haves and the have-nots, that those of us who love Jesus are meant to be making a difference, to be shining God's love into the desperate lives of people. We know that in the face of terrorism, we have the power to pray in love. We know all that stuff, and yet somehow, as those circumstances that seem to declare that God's lost the plot eat away at us, somehow we can't find the backbone, the courage, the resolve to get out there and make it happen. That's why I'm here to tell you today that your king reigns. No, he hasn't lost the plot or the will or the power to make the difference. And his eyes are roaming the earth, looking to strengthen those whose hearts are for him. Second Chronicles 16.9 
That means he's looking for you. That means he's looking to strengthen you. That means that this king of yours who reigns upon his throne above every power in this universe is ready and waiting for the likes of you to stand up and be counted so he can strengthen you. There are religious extremists tearing this world apart. There are secularists trying to tear your faith apart. And yet your king reigns and will strengthen you. That's the truth we need to get a handle on because that's the only truth that matters. I'm Bernie Diamond and you're listening to Christianity Works. Life can be hard work some days and as that daily grind just kind of grinds away at us, it's easy to forget that Jesus died and rose again to give us victory. That's why I'd love to send you a short text message of encouragement straight to your phone, just as the Spirit leads, perhaps even when you least expect it. That's what Victory SMS is all about. Roughly every other week, I ask the Lord, what word of encouragement could I give to you today? So if you'd like the occasional bit of encouragement to help you live your life in victory, then head across to victorysms.org and when you do subscribe, you'll immediately receive a free copy of my ebook, Power Unlimited. Thousands of people already have. And the most common response? Oh, that's exactly what I needed to hear today. How did you know that? Thank you so much. It's simply amazing how powerfully the Spirit of God can move through just a short text message. And I'd love to encourage you too to live your life in victory. Again, that web address is victorysms.org. Okay, let's head straight back into the Word of God. It's true, isn't it? We turn on the evening news night after night and we see the terrible things happening in the world. Right now, where I live, it's corrupt politicians taking bribes, people we trusted cheating on the people who elected them. Then, of course, the terrible things happening across the Middle East, wars and, and rumours of war. And, and things like child labour and forced prostitution and slavery, which oppress over 100 million people across the globe. Just think of the incredible pain and misery of that multiplied by 100 million. Those things don't even make the news. Domestic violence, the rape of women and children, child sexual abuse. Have you ever turned off the evening news in such disgust and come to the conclusion there's just not a thing I can do about all that? And then you pour yourself a glass of wine, as many people do, and you prepare your dinner and sit down and relax and unwind and watch a bit more telly and, and then head off to bed just to do the same all again tomorrow. Social researchers talk about the phenomenon of cocooning. We, we come to the conclusion that the world out there is so crazy out of control, we can't do anything about it, so we cocoon ourselves into our own little worlds, travelling the self-same rut day by day, wrapping ourselves in whatever comfort and if our means afford it, luxury that we can. And all that helps us to ignore the terrible things happening out there. That little scenario is repeated billions of times every day around the world by people who've come to the conclusion that they can't make a difference. So, like the proverbial Emperor Nero, we fiddle while Rome burns. Hmm. Is it really true that you and I are impotent to change the world? 
It could be. After all, most of us are just ordinary people. Most of us don't have the power to stand up and to speak out and affect meaningful, powerful, lasting change. Surely, I mean, surely our political leaders, that's their job. And some celebrities, people like Bono, you know, they have the platform to get up and speak against bad things. They have millions of followers on social media and access to television screens and newspapers and reporters and journalists. Surely it's up to them. And boy, aren't they making a hash of things. Back in the 1700s, there was an Irish statesman called Edmund Burke. Unless you happen to be Irish, you've probably never heard of him. But he once said something that you probably have heard. It's this that the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. You've heard that before, right? During the Holocaust of the Jews by the Nazi regime in World War II, the church in Germany largely stood idly by and said nothing, while Hitler and his cronies systematically slaughtered over six million Jews. Well, most of the church. There was a man called Dietrich Bonhoeffer, a pastor who stood up against the regime. He was killed. Well, surely that could never happen again. Surely we'd learn from that. 1994, Rwanda. A million slaughtered in a hundred days. The streets lined with rotting bodies. I've spoken to people who were there. The West stood by, closed its eyes and let it happen. 2014, Iraq. The slaughter of Christians and forced rape of women by Muslim extremists, ISIS. We stood by and watched it happen. And those, my friend, are just a few isolated examples This stuff's happening all around the world and we stand by and watch. Well, actually, we don't watch. We switch off the evening news, pour another glass of wine, enjoy dinner before heading off to our safe, warm beds. Now, it may be that you think I'm being a little unfair. What can someone, an ordinary person like you and me, do sitting in another part of the world about the terrible things happening on the other side of the world? Well, the answer is rather a lot more than you may think. 2,000 years ago, Jesus said this, Luke chapter 11, verse 23. Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. When you think about it, Burke's pronouncement back in the 1700s that the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing is almost an exposition of what Jesus said. Jesus is saying to you and me, if you just sit there and do nothing, if you're not actually getting up and being with me, if you're just patting yourself on the back that really you're not a bad person, then basically you're not with me, you're against me because you haven't stood up to be counted. Church, wake up. By and large, we're asleep at the wheel, corporately and individually. There are so many different things that we could be doing. We could be using social media to speak out. We can create effective communication campaigns to change hearts. We can demonstrate the love of Christ in practical ways so far as we're capable. And that's much more than what we're doing right at the moment. Don't get me wrong, not every part of the church, but large parts of the church. And as individuals... We can choose to sponsor a child in a poor country, give her an education as she grows up and tell her about Jesus so that when she is an adult, she'll be capable of effecting change in her country from within. In the workplace, we can take a firm but loving stand against the things we know are wrong, being prepared to sacrifice promotions and favours from others for the sake of doing and speaking what is right. Are you getting the picture here? As churches and individuals, we need to be on a war footing because people, the world is at war, a war of devastation being waged by the spiritual forces of evil. And all that's required for evil to triumph 
is for good men and good women like you and me to switch off the evening news, pour another glass of wine, go to bed in our soft, comfortable beds and do nothing. So when Jesus asks you, are you for me or against me? What is your life, the way that you're living it at the moment, saying to him in answer to that question? Hmm? It's pretty confronting, isn't it? Sometimes we see bad things happening just in our little parts of the world. And instead of standing up for the weak, instead of speaking out and risking the ridicule or even the wrath of others in the process, we sit there and through our silence and inaction, we are complicit in the deeds of evil going on around us. If it were a crime that was happening in front of us, this evil going on, we could be convicted as accessories through our inaction. Dietrich Bonhoeffer was a Lutheran pastor and an anti-Nazi dissident in Germany during World War II. He spoke out and he was harassed and persecuted. He was part of the underground movement smuggling Jews out of Germany to Switzerland. He knew about the plot to assassinate Hitler. In April 1943, he was arrested for being complicit in that plot and was finally executed on the 8th of April 1945 after a sham trial. Bonhoeffer stood up against evil and it cost him his life. That's exactly what Jesus has called you and me to do. Matthew chapter 16, verses 24 to 26. Then Jesus told his disciples, If any of you want to become my followers, let them deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit you if you gain the whole world, but you forfeit your life? Or what will you gain in return for your life? Yeah, as things turn out in this world, good men and good women like you and me, we can do a lot more than we think. So, are you for him or against him? This Christianity Works program is sharing the powerful, practical Word of God with so many people in over 160 countries around the world. But that's only made possible through the generous support of friends just like you. Each dollar that you give today will grow to reach nearly 3,000 people with a gospel message. Incredible! That means that a gift today of just $35 can touch over 100,000 people with the good news of Jesus Christ. So let me encourage you to give a generous tax-deductible gift of support to Christianity Works today. Securely online at ChristianityWorks.com or by calling 1-300-722-415. And when you do get in touch, two things. Firstly, don't forget to request your free copy of that life application booklet that I've been telling you about. It's only available for a limited time, so don't miss out. Secondly, we would love to pray for you. Absolutely. Just click on the powerful prayer tile at the bottom of the homepage. Again, that's all at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415. Hey, thank you so much for your support and for joining me today. I'm Bernie Diamond. I'll catch you again same time next week with another message of God's love, God's grace and God's power for each one of us in Jesus Christ.
Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.